Have you ever wondered why some banks offer promotional savings rates that come crashing down after a few months? You deserve better. And when you bank with Capital One, that's exactly what you'll get. With a Capital One savings account, you'll get one of the nation's best rates that's not a promotional rate. Plus, you can open an account online in just five minutes. Welcome to Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? For consumers only. Offered by Capital One NA member FDIC. Copyright 2017 Capital One. Dak Prescott, the poise that he has shown, the fourth round pick has been what stood out to me. To his left. End zone. Touchdown, Butler. How about the kid, Dak Prescott? <laughs> And the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboys? So we are here for another episode of the Stars Align Show, episode 209 here. And we just got done watching the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dallas Cowboys rivalry renewed. And uh, this game actually meant a lot to me uh, when I first started watching football, first started liking the Cowboys. It was the Cowboys-Steelers Super Bowl '96 that I watched as an eight-year-old kid and uh, just picked one. And, you know, the the announcers and everything were kind of up on Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman and all them. So I just picked one and rolled with them, and it's been an obsession ever since. And I've hated Pittsburgh ever since because they have the most titles. And uh, it's from there. So this game um, game was a bit, bit on the scary side for me. I was really nervous all week uh, about our coverage on Antonio Brown. I mean, being the best receiver in football, having Big Ben back, Pittsburgh very rarely loses at home. They're like Green Bay at home. Uh, and, and, you know, it, he killed us. He torched us today. But you know what? It, it's okay because the offense did their job and played well against a beat-up Pittsburgh defense. And, you know, I, I just this team to me, Dustin, just, just seems like seems like destiny to me. It, it just it seems like the games that we have lost, even in the 2014 season, the games that we have lost late in the game because of stupid mistakes or failure to execute or whatever the reason may be, are games we're winning this year. Games that we're pulling out and closing out late. And, you know, albeit it was a face mask that got us where we needed to be. Um, but a lot of missed calls by the refs on both sides. A lot of teams got away with a lot. Um, but and ends up being the face mask gets us in the Dan Bailey range, although I'm fully, fully confident Dan Bailey could basically hit a kick from the midfield logo, but that's besides the point. Um, I don't know. I, that, I think that, that stadium uh, is tough with the wind, man. That's why I was, I was still nervous before that Zeke run. It would have been like a 40. It would have been well within his range, but it would have been anything but a guarantee. I'll say that. True, and, but, but I, even I was saying, listen, you know, I don't care about style points. Run the ball with Zeke, get maybe five yards, whatever you need to get. Just make it a little closer for him, and then, you know, we'll have 20-whatever seconds or 18 seconds, whatever it is, to play defense. 
and uh, it ended up being a touchdown, and they needed a touchdown instead of needing a field goal, and the rest is history. So uh, I, I think another big story about this was the four two-point conversions that Pittsburgh missed, four of them. And, I mean, that would have been that, – that, that's that's enough for a full touchdown almost. It is a full touchdown without the extra point right there. So, I, in fact, it's more than – actually, no, it's more than that, two, four, six, eight. So that's eight points right there. So they they left they left a lot on the field. Um, and, you know, I think that's something that they're going to look at. But, hey, I'll take it at this point. You know, I, I think top to bottom, we didn't play our best game, but we did enough. And, and right now, we're, you know, bring on Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm not, I'm not on the destiny train. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never really been a fan of a team that, that I've had unlimited confidence in to the point where I just think, you know, all oh, this thing's in the bag. Um, you know, with basketball for me, it's the Nets, and they've been anything but a sure thing, even back in the glory days with Jason Kidd, um, and. You know, football has been the Cowboys. So I, I just feel like it was what I liked the most about this was the fact that we were able to overcome shooting ourselves in the foot multiple times. I mean, the first drive of the game, it visibly rattled us. I mean, the O-line was so out of sync. It was ridiculous. I don't know what the hell was going on with the O-line. The amount of penalties we had. Either, yeah. It, it was so uncharacteristic of quote unquote, the best offensive line in football. And then you got Dak getting, you know, hit from behind and then basically, you know, just giving the, giving them the ball with the fumble. And that was a huge momentum swing. And it's kind of weird. <clears throat> you, you don't really, you don't really have momentum swings on the first possession of the game, but it was like the, the energy was sucked out of us and immediately in every single Pittsburgh Steeler in that stadium. So the fact that Dak loses the first possession, we go down. The fact that we kept the two point conversion from happening, which enabled it basically kept it from being eight, nothing to six, nothing. And then the fact that we were able to just overcome 98 penalty yards, 10 penalties for yeah. 98 yards. They had We had the same amount 40. of penalty yards. We had the same amount of penalty yards as Zeke did rush yards. If that makes any sense to you. I mean, that's that's crazy. So he only really he finished with 98 penal, uh 98 Well, no, I'm yards. just saying it, I I'm ra- I'm rounding somewhere, but I'm just saying no, it, had, it, it, it's he like had 114 rushing yards on 21 attempts, two touchdowns, and then he had a, yep. a good chunk. He had 95 receiving. For that, with that, with that screen pass, that that was a big, big, big play. Which but, was also you know, huge too. Yeah. Yeah, the first half, man, was very disappointing to me. Um, I felt like you take away that Zeke screen pass, which was a broken play, and we looked like we didn't belong to be there. You know, we didn't belong there. We 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 were not um, even remotely a threat to the Steelers in the first half. Then I don't know what happened. I don't know if Garrett said something. I up. don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was just them waking up, but second half was a different story. Which, you know, the last couple of years, the last couple of years have been uh, the, the complete polar opposite. 
we have been one of the best teams in football the first half, the first half of games, and then seemingly, seemingly collapse in the second half, shoot ourselves in the foot with dumb penalties, let up big chunk yardage, things like that, and and you know now it, it's a reversal, and I would much rather have a team turn it on late than I would you know be very very good in the first half and fizzle out. Just like when you're looking at playoffs in sports, you know teams who have huge first halves of their seasons and then fizzle out late. I would much rather, you know, get your wheels under you and 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 get hot late, you know, than, yeah, than I would Chris, be good I would early. Much so be, I would much rather be a consistent team that just plays well the whole game and doesn't oh, no, have no, to me too, of course. only having a half this half that. I would much rather we oh, yeah, start yeah, me, strong me too, and but, finish strong. No, no, I, I think anybody would. I'm just saying if this is going to be the trend, I would much rather have it be in the second I half freaking, than the first. Yeah, I freaking hope it's not because eventually they're going to shoot themselves in the feet so much that they can't overcome it. You know, I mean. And, listen, and that's when, what I fear. When that Roethlisberger fake spike happened, I was like, uh, in my head, I'm like, I, I understood the, the situation. I understood we had three timeouts, 42 seconds. But I was like, if there was any other you know, reason for us to be just done. It was that, you know, when something like that happens to you, that's, that's going to be on ESPN. That'll be on a highlight reel. That's, that's how you lose a game on a play like that. It it was a trick play and it was, it, it was, it was thrown and played to perfection. These guys didn't even look at each other. They just knew what they were going to do. And that was as good as it was going to get. And at that moment, the Steelers gave us everything they had everything they had and we were able to withstand it and win and overcome. Well, let me ask you if we had Romo in the game, even the way Dak has been playing and, and whatnot, if we had Romo in the game, would you have felt more confident there or no? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Because how many, how many times has Romo done that for us? Romo's let us down the field, you know, (laughs) numerous times now, whether or not, we get that 25% chance where he throws the pick to end the game, or we get the 75% chance that he leads us down for at least a field goal. That's, you know, different, different guys, different, everything, different throw deliveries, different confidence in your teammates. You know, I mean, everything changes with these two guys, which is what is very interesting to me. You know, they're, everything's firing on all cylinders. Now, would the out would the outcome of the game been different? I'm not so sure. You know, you look you look at I the box so. score. Look at it, right? It's 22 for 32, 319 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He had the fumble, which was a turnover. I mean, you got Elliott tearing it up, 100 plus yards on 20 attempts. That would have been consistent. Des finally six receptions, 116 yards, one TD. You know, yeah. Witten, 60 yards, Beasley, only 30. I, I just don't know, man. I don't know if the outcome would have been different or I don't know if it would have been pretty damn close. If I had to guess, I don't think if Romo was in the game, we would have lost for sure. I think he would have put up similar numbers. 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, playing everything safe. Sure. I Do I think there would have been a turnover on a fumble? I think fumble? he would have taken more shots down know. the field. He would have taken more chances. That's just how he is, but... You know, I, I think that with Romo in the game, yeah, I think, you know, the veteran, the gunslinger, you know, gives you an opportunity. I think the play calling would have been different, uh, although I know one thing we talked about early in the season was 
when are they going to open up this playbook to Dak? Well, I mean, they opened it up. I mean, Dak went down the field to Dez, and Okay, I mean, this team is 
is rolling offensively right now. It's not like we're winning, you know, it's not like we're winning 13, 10, you know, 16, yeah, 13, we're not the 9, Seahawks. 6. Yeah, we are, we are actually putting up a lot of points, and that's good to see as well. Because, you know, I, I think really the, the mind frame of this team was, okay, let's just go out there and be 500 for when Tony gets back and make a push for the playoffs. I mean, nobody expected this. Nobody expected Dak to be anything but serviceable. And obviously now the last couple of weeks, all anybody's been talking about is, is Romo ever going to get his job back? Uh, yes, I think he is. Uh, he only has a couple more years left anyway. Two no, he's not, not going to get it back with the Cowboys, I don't think, because it was just reported um, yesterday and confirmed today that Stephen Jones said that Romo told him he was willing to accept the backup QB job and let let Dak keep going as long as he's beating him out in practice for the job every day. So Romo has flat out said, I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'll take the back seat. And as long as he's out playing me and you're confident in starting him and he looks better than me every week in practice, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll hold the clipboard. So I don't know. I think Romo's done with, Dal- with the Dallas Cowboys. Well, well, then let me ask you, what does that do then for – our argument of, you know, Tony Romo being, you know, a good quarterback, Tony Romo being on paper the best Cowboy quarterback, at least if you line up the resumes, what does that do if the Cowboys do win the Super Bowl this year? I know we got a long way to go and a lot of football left to play, but if they do end up pulling it out this year and Romo does get his ring, even though he's not the one directly who gave, who got it for them, yeah. uh, what does yeah, that it won't be the same. What does that do for it'll be, it'll be – it doesn't do anything. It just he's – he's the greatest Dallas Cowboys um, quarterback statistically. That's it. it he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be a um, – uh, I don't know. He is a franchise quarterback, but he will not be as great and as revered as he should be because Dak will be the guy leading the ship. Tony could hang out and and take a pay cut and go down to five mil, and Dak could lead us to, let's say, three straight Super Bowls. So that gives Romo three rings, and all those stats still doesn't mean crap. Because just because you get a, a Super Bowl ring as a backup doesn't mean anything. There are probably backup position players out there that got three rings with the Patriots when they went three or four years but we don't talk about them because they're really not good players. They just were along for the ride. So when you're along for the ride, you don't get, you don't get any credit. You get nothing. You may get, you may no. get a shout out. You may get a shout out during the speech, the MVP speech. Like, yeah, you know, I couldn't have done it without Tony. He sat and, and, and he was with me in the classrooms every day, blah, blah, blah. Or Peyton Manning. I couldn't have done it out without Jordan, Jordan, whatever his name is, Matthews or something. I forget the guy that on, on Denver that he said was a special team player who just had a crazy catch again today, too. Jordan something. Um, he's like, I couldn't have done it, out, done it without Jordan. He stayed with me after, you know, every day and, and took some extra reps with me, blah, 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 blah. Those are the guys that, that they get that shout out, but they ain't going to the Hall of Fame. They're not that player. So I think, I think realistically it's time for everybody to start realizing that Tony is done as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and it, it's it's going to be a very interesting um, off season because 
I don't know if Jerry would trade him with ah, – it's kind of hard to explain. Like Jerry would, I would think, would approach Tony and say, we got to move forward with Dak. I thank you for everything you've done for us. What do you want to do? Do you want me to field offers, present you with those offers, and then you tell me where you want to go? Or are you going to retire a Dallas Cowboy? And I think if he presented that to Tony, according to stories that have been all over the place, I think he would retire a Cowboy this offseason. I think he would be done. Now, if he's the competitor that I think he is, and if he is truly healthy enough to go more, I think he'll go somewhere and play one or two more seasons. But sort I don't like know. what Emmett Smith did with Arizona, kind of a thing. It's what everybody did. Montana with Kansas City. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they all there's a lot of great players that moved on. It's Peyton Manning with the Denver Broncos. You know? So I, I you know, man, I, I think that it's it's the flip of a coin. And I think I could I could say this. I could say that Tony winning a Super Bowl this year as a backup might be enough for him to walk away from, from the game. But then I could also say him knowing that he didn't do it himself might eat away at him and force him to want to keep playing and win a ring yeah. himself. So well, I could see it going both ways. Go here. Well, I, I do. I do. I don't see that that way. I mean, about even if I have to go uh, in the live show anyway, and then we might go a little bit over depending on – where the conversation takes us, but seven one three nine five five zero three five nine. If you do want to ring in, uh, blow us up, uh, hit us up on the Twitter, uh, email at Stars Alliance Show. You can hit us up there. Um, but my my thing, do you think I, I brought this scenario up? Uh, I think it was last week, maybe it was two weeks ago. But do you foresee a Peyton Manning situation from last year? Remember how Brock Osweiler played the whole season? Peyton comes in for the second half of the year. Uh, or not even second half of the year, the last, I think, what, three games or so of the regular season, bleeds him through the playoffs, wins the Super Bowl, and rides off into the sunset. Do you see a Peyton Manning type of situation where Tony gets no. his ring, Tony plays in the Super Bowl, no. and he actually has the ability to say, I went out and played in the game and won that Super Bowl? I don't. I don't see that because I don't think that Dak is as shitty as Brock Osweiler. I think Brock Osweiler was – Hold for Peyton because Brock Osweiler couldn't even match Peyton mentally, let alone physically at half his age. You know, Peyton came back and was a shell of Peyton Manning, but yet he was still better than Brock Osweiler. Now, Dak, on the other hand, is much more athletic than Tony at this point in his career, is probably, let's say, 60% intellect. You know, with, with, with Tony, like maybe he's got 60% of the NFL mind that Tony has. So they're thinking, well, we got, we got more out of him physically. He's with, with the mental aspect of it. This is really on us to, to coach this kid up, and we, we, we could do this. So I think what they're, they're – I, I really don't think it's anything like the Peyton Manning situation. It's nothing like it. Peyton Manning was a Super Bowl champion is a surefire Hall of Famer and was the, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play in the game. 
You have that guy coming back. I don't care. It could have been Tony as Brock Osweiler, and he's getting benched for Peyton Manning to end that year. So it's nothing like that. It's not even close to being the same situation. And, you know, I, I personally, I look at it as I don't think Peyton Manning won. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying – I'm not crediting that Super Bowl to him. I'm doing the same thing I do with Eli and saying, you know what, Peyton came out on a bad – well, I don't want to say a bad Colts team because they won a Super Bowl, but he came out and led an average Colts team over an average Bears team in one of the worst Super Bowls I've seen in a while. Um, and, and, and won it himself. He did, sure, in the rain and in the bad weather. Then he came out through the pick six, lost to the Saints, uh, and then he wrote his defense with the Broncos to a second Super Bowl, just like Eli wrote his defense to two of them that he won. So isn't, I'm not isn't really he even two counting for that. Four? Isn't he two for four and not so. two for three? So what's the other so, one that uh, you forgot in that monologue? Is he two? Oh, the, the Denver Broncos blowout to Seattle, yeah. So There it is. I, I mean, but that that's not even one that I'm – that I'm just forgetting that even happened. That was all. But that was the, the year he broke – the record for 55 touchdown passes. So for him yeah, to have been then, shut and, down and then that didn't bad, have a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For him to have been shut down yeah. that bad in the biggest game. I mean, that that's brutal, but I listen, I think you he deserves a lot more credit than you're giving him in that final year because he's the guy that was making all the calls at the line. They still allowed mm-hmm. Peyton to be Peyton, you know, and he was the guy that checked into run plays when he dissected the defenses he was playing against. So, whatever. Now you, own, I, guess. you I, I know you hate a lot of teams Dallas plays, um, and you know I, I know obviously everybody in the NFC East. Uh, what is your what is your opinion regarding Pittsburgh? Does it feel a little bit sweeter beating the Steelers? Mm, I mean, it's a good, tough win. Like this was a win that will tell you who you are as a football team. This is a win that defines you as a football team. This was a gritty. It was back and forth. It was never comfortable, and you pulled it out. So this, by far, was our toughest game of the year. I mean, this, oh, this, yeah. this, this trumps – I mean, this kills the Packers. This kills the Eagles. This kills uh, – come on. I mean, it, this was our toughest game of the year. Next week, I think, is going to be a little bit of a trap game against the Ravens because even though they made the Browns look like a goddamn playoff contender this past week, um, I think that the Ravens are still a quality football team with a great coach in Harbaugh. So I think mm-hmm. the Ravens will be tough. Um, but I think the Steelers were the, were the best team in this entire schedule the, now that I'm looking at it. I think they were by far the best team. I would team. say so. Just because they're four and four does not mean that they are not the playoff contending Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the same team. They've had some bumps in the road. They will be a playoff team, whether people want to admit it or not. There's still plenty of football to go, and the AFC is dog shit week. It's it's so easy. So they'll be in there, um, and they'll be a contender for sure. Um, but I don't know, man. Look Just at the, rest, to go over look the, the remaining schedule, schedule here. We got Baltimore next week. Okay, at home. It's a home game. Then um, then we have the short week, home game on Thanksgiving against the Washington Redskins, who looks pretty good today. Then uh, at Minnesota, at New York Giants, home against Tampa Bay, home against Detroit, and then home against Philly to end the season. Yeah, I just – I don't see – I personally don't see where we're losing. Do you? The only game I can see us dropping – Unfortunately, I'm going to say 
Well, the way th- the way that we've struggled to stop the pass, the way that we've struggled against teams who can really air it out, I see Detroit being a bit of a problem with Matt Stafford because for some reason, other than a playoff game where we got a cheap uh, penalty that actually it was a no call that should have been a penalty, uh, we just can't beat Detroit. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Bucks, Bucks should be an easy one. Eagles we've already taken care of. Giants, we know who they are. Uh, the Vikings, it's at home. I mean, it's at a home, it's a home game for the Vikings. So that's going to be tough, but I think we can do that with them. Um, and then uh, Washington, Washington, the Redskins are always tough. They always play us tough on Thanksgiving. But really, no, Baltimore, I don't think Baltimore's good at all. Uh, and, yeah, I, I really – I don't see us – I mean, I I don't see us going 15 and one just because that that would be crazy to think the way that the league has been going. But yes, there is not a team uh, on this schedule that we can't beat. Put it that way. That there's not I a think, team that I we think, can't beat. I think the likely loss. I think the likely loss is the Thanksgiving game um, against the Redskins, and the reason why I say it is because it's four days after the Ravens game. So if yep a hyper short week. I mean, we, we just played an emotional game. We're going to play on the 20th mm-hmm. against the Ravens and then the 24th against the Redskins. And then you're in back-to-back. You're in back-to-back. Yeah, you're back-to-back Thursday games. So that, you know, I, I just don't know. Um, I think, I think, you know, without jinxing it, I think we have the ability to go 14 and two. Um, we're dropping that game to the Redskins and, be, and beating everybody else, but who knows? We'll we'll see. I mean, I, I I'm impressed, man. This was one hell of a game, and that's all I gotta say. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm I'm excited about it for once. I, I I haven't had much to be excited about for this Cowboys team because even in even in 2014, I was confident that we had a shot. But I didn't. I didn't feel the same way I feel now. Like right now, it feels like this team just can't lose. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, I mean, knock on wood, but it just feels like this team. Like I said in the beginning of the show, almost is like it's destiny. I mean, this was a game that, for like, we had no business winning this game. The way that they came down the field and scored there, and and we ended up pulling it off. 42 seconds, rookie quarterback, two running plays, big running plays. I, I just, I, I this was a game that. Pittsburgh did what they needed to do to win and still didn't get a win. So, you know, this is a game that, like you said, really showed us who we are, and I'm happy about that, and I'm happy about the fact that we got the win. And, uh, again, I uh, I had to step outside. It's not I'm not on my mic because I um, I had people over, and it's kind of loud, so that's why I'm on a phone here. So do apologize for any quality issues. But you know what? It's all good, and it really doesn't matter to me because the Dallas Cowboys are 8-1, and one, hoping tonight to have the best record in football, at least for one week. So we're going to leave it at that. Bring on Baltimore next week in their bright purple jerseys. And uh, Cowboys have a home game, 8-1. and one. You did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah!
that what you're wearing? What? It's my lucky tee. It's got mustard from last season on it, babe. Nope, it's too late. We gotta go. You know what? Let's swing by Target and pick up snacks and a new tee from Fan Central. Check out that double play. All right, but promise me you won't use your announcer voice in public. It's hard not to use your announcer voice when you visit Target's Fan Central.